Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
yourselves in a situation. You put yourself in a situation. And if you put yourself in that situation, you can put yourself in another situation. That moment changed my life. It's the most daring, moving story ever to have been told. One of agony and glory, of a mission to uphold. Mm, and you're essential to this story. Letter in its sacred scroll, and it's not just allegory when you embrace your place and role. You never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo. So let your letter shine unto the nations. Be proud to be. We've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching back with love and care And it's never, ever too late For any Jew, anywhere Every soul's a holy letter Every family word A community, a sentence Each voice, it must be heard And to the letters that rose up in smoke We must do more than say never again And be the eternal letters of hope For our children and for them And you know you never find yourself In a situation that you cannot undo So let your letters shine unto the nations Be proud to be a Jew And we're searching back with love and care I know it's never, never, never too late For any Jew, any Jew, anywhere hey! He said to himself, if the Nazis search out every Jew in hate We will search out every Jew There's a home we must build together To heal a fractured world The dignity of difference we must treasure In our deeds and in our words Live with faith in our future Be the leader you were born to be And the day will come much sooner When we'll all live in harmony You never find yourself in a situation That you cannot undo So let your letter shine onto the nations Be proud to be a Jew Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate And we're searching
Avram. I have a mitzvah for you. What do you say? You're a right? mitzvah? Ah, oh, go for it, baby. Let's go. Hither with the Shembisimcha, hither with the Shembisimcha, for the fun of being a la, fun of being a la. Hey, move with the Shembisimcha, hither with the Shembisimcha, for the fun of being a la, fun of being a la. Hi,
Finkelstein. Steve. Hey, Finkelstein. More music in just minutes here at the Malcolm Siegel Network. Oh, 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 oh,
J.M. in the A.M. Live version of Naseven Ishma done by Simcha Liner. You heard Enkel Okenu, that was Shlomi Gertner. Safam had Yiram Hayam, Sheibana from Eli Marcus. David Gabe, Eretz Yisrael, Barachenu, done by Mordechai Shapiro. Avram Rosenblum and the Diasperados with Ivdu. Remember that morning? That incredible Lagba Omer morning that we had together? Uh, Ruvi New, brand new with It's Never Too Late. Itzik Weingarten, brand new with Torah. That was released just before Shavuos, literally. Um, literally, uh, just before Shavuos. Literally in honor of the holiday of Shavuos. The song is called Torah, after all. And Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Wednesday on this May 19th, day 8 in the month of Sivan. The year is 5781, Tufshin Pei Aleph. Today is Isru Chag. Today is um, the day after Shavuos, at least in the diaspora. Yesterday was Isru Chag in Israel. Then we have an Isru Chag in the diaspora today on this 8th of Sivan. 66 degrees, 51% humidity, winds are west at 3 miles per hour. Sunny today, get this in New York. High today of 87 degrees. <laughs> wow. I'm a big fan of uh, warm weather. I did not expect that we'd be at 87 today here in the New York area. That is hard to believe, frankly. Um, partly cloudy tonight, low 61. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 74 degrees. We're at 83 in Yerushalayim. Uh, 66 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Um, no Tachanun today. I'm just looking to see. No Tachanun today. And um, according to the Luach that I have in my hand, just want to get this right. Um... Oh, that's funny. It doesn't say anything here. Oh, maybe it says it at Rosh Chodesh. It doesn't say here in this luach. Oh, yeah, here it is. Some people do not say Tachanun through the 12th of Sivan. Some people do not say Tachanun, excuse me, excuse me, through the 12th of Sivan. So that would be, what are we at today? We're at the 8th. Uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So through Sunday, a lot of people will not say Tachanun through Sunday, and then they'll pick it back up this coming Monday morning. Today's Wednesday. I'm saying it like that because <laughs> after the two-day yontif, a lot of people don't know what day it is. <laughs> but believe it or not, it's Wednesday morning, and here we are at JM in the AM. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the NCSY dinner later on. We'll talk about our friends at the Turo College. Later on, we will talk about, um, oh, Rabbi Spiro is supposed to call in, talk about his brand new book from Art Scroll, um, The Prayer of Protection, Yoshev Beseser. 
I read the book over Yuntif. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So he's scheduled to join us in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM and the AM. And I thank all of you for tuning in. That's an understatement. I don't take it for granted that so many people tune in. Um, Israel has been successful in eliminating many of the uh, chief Hamas operators during this uh, 2021 war. Um, There's a headline in the Jerusalem Post about one that they're still trying to to get a hold of. Let's hope they are successful in eliminating those who want to eliminate Israel. Israel has struck Hamas tunnels, an entire tunnel network. Um, as the uh, as the fighting continues. And as we continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel and pray that the IDF and the IAF have the strength and capability with the help of the one above to eliminate the enemy. Bougie Herzog has entered the race for president of Israel. That's interesting. Um, yeah, a lot of interesting things going on, that's for sure. This woman from Israel, Eden Alain, I assume that's how you pronounce her name. Um, she's advanced to the Eurovision final. Just going through some of the latest news stories that are. Germany has vowed to crack down on anti-Semitism at the Israel protests that are going on. A rabbi in the UK has suffered a concussion from a suspected religious hate episode. Jews were assaulted during a pro-Israel protest in Toronto. It's heartwarming to see how many pro-Israel rallies are going on, but a lot of people are putting themselves in a really dangerous situation, and honestly, I can't blame them. They want to be out there on the streets in support of Israel, but uh, we have to recognize that a lot of these episodes around the world are turning ugly. And we pray for the well-being of everybody who's taking to the streets to support Israel. I wonder if the enemy wonders why there were no there were no counter rallies over the last couple of days. Maybe they didn't realize it was Yontif. Maybe they think that they've chased everyone away and that no one's interested in taking to the streets to support Israel. And they'll quickly find out how wrong that is. Or how wrong they are thinking that. That I can tell you. Um but now that the holiday is over, if you hear of or know of or if you hear us talking about the possibility to get to the streets and safely and safely demonstrate on behalf of Israel, please do your best to be there. Our brothers and sisters need us. The future of the Jewish people needs us. We are needed. And let's not downplay the role that we can play in all of this. It's an important role. 
Anyway, more coming up here at JMM at 10 minutes before 7 o'clock. As I said, we've had a great guest this morning and plenty to do between now and the 9 o'clock. And I thank all of you for uh, tuning in and being part of this amazing radio experience. I don't know what it was like over the two days of Yuntif. Guess it depends where you were around the world. I hope you had a wonderful Yuntif. It was one that was um, really uplifting and inspiring for many of us. And I hope it was the same for you. JM in the AM with Ellie Schwabel, Wednesday morning. Thanks for tuning in to the Nahum Siegel Network. Did you ever feel lonely? Did you ever feel lonely with people all around you? No one's found you.
J.M. in the A.M. to Skabel, done by uh, Micha Gammerman here at J.M. in the A.M. Ellie Schwabel had We Are One. Nasa was a Simcha Liner. It's Wednesday, Isru Chag here in the Diaspora, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and Nachum Siegel.com, and the Nachum Siegel Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. 
Do we have our news from Israel? There we go. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Are we? There, there we go. <laughs> I can't I can't follow all the technical stuff that's going on these days, I'll tell you. Gremlins everywhere, as they say. 66 degrees, sunny, and a high of 87. We're going to 87 today on this Israel in the diaspora. How do you like that? Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. Galay Tzal, Mirushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Ba'ulpan, Ran Yavnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. לפני דקות אחדות אזעקות בעוטף עזה ובאזור אשקלון, ביבנה, באשדוד, בגני דרום ובבן זכאי. נמשך הירי כמובן לעבר עוטף עזה. מצטרף אלינו כתבנו בדרום רמי שני. שלום רמי. שלום רן. אז הירי נמשך. הירי אכן נמשך. לפני זמן קצר מתח כבד לכיוון צפון החבל, כלומר אזור חבל אחיש והשפלה הדרומית. יצאו מיירדים לכיוון הרקטות שנורו, אנחנו עדיין לא ללא תוצאות של הפגיעות האלה. אפשר רק לדווח עוד שבשעות האחרונות יש בקשה מהתושבים במרחב של עד ארבעה קילומטרים באזור עוטף עזה להישאר כל הזמן במרחב מוגן. הירי הזה מתחדש ומתחזק אליו. רמי, תודה. אם יהיו לך פרטים נוספים, תחזור אלינו כמובן לקראת סיום המהדורה. אנחנו נחזור. תושבי היישובים במרחק של עד ארבעה קילומטרים הונחו להיכנס למרחבים המוגנים עד להודעה חדשה. כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון צחי דבוש מוסיף שצה"ל סיכל לפני זמן קצר שלושה מחבלים של ארגון הטרור הג'יהאד האיסלאמי שהתכוונו לשגר רקטות לשטח ישראל. במקביל לגורם מוסמך המעורב במגעים לרגיעה מאשר באוזני כתבנו לעניינים ערביים ג'קי חוגי כי לא מתנהל כעת שום משא ומתן בין ישראל לחמאס. הניסיונות של המצרים להגיע להפסקת אש עדיין נמשכים בשיתוף כל הצדדים והם מקווים למקבל מענה חיובי, כך על פי דבריו. בתוך כך ראש הממשלה נתניהו קיים היום תדרוך ליותר מ-70 שגרירים ונציגים דיפלומטיים זרים בקריה בתל אביב. בפתח דבריו אמר ראש הממשלה, אנחנו לא עומדים עם סטופר להפסקת אש, מה שמעניין אותנו זה לעמוד במטרות המבצע. יש רק שתי דרכים בהן ניתן להתמודד איתם, עם חמאס, אפשר לכבוש אותם ואפשר להרתיע אותם. אני חייב לומר שאנו לא שוללים שום דבר, ואנחנו בוחנים זאת בזמן שאנחנו עושים הכל כדי למנוע פגיעה באזרחים. בדבריו של ראש הממשלה הביאה כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרה פולברג. אלוף פיקוד המרכז תמיר ידיי נפגש בשעות האחרונות עם ראשי מועצת יש"ע בעקבות המצב הביטחוני. מדווח כתבנו ביהודה ושומרון, שחר גליק. האלוף ידיי נפגש בזום עם ראשי המועצות ועדכן אותם באשר להסלמה הבוערת גם ביהודה ושומרון. בין השאר שוחחו בפגישה על הביטחון בצירים וביישובים, על כניסת הפועלים הפלסטינים לתוך היישובים ועל הדינמיקה מול התושבים. האלוף אמר לראשי המועצות כי חיילי צה"ל עושים לילות כימים להגן על חייהם. ראש מועצת יש"ע דוד אלחיאן יהודה לו על המפגש ואמר המצב מתוח אבל בזכותכם נוכל לשמור על שגרה. משפחתו של יגאל יהושע, זיכרונו לברכה, שנרצח בלינץ' בלוד, החליטו אתמול לתרום את איבריו. אפי יהושע, אחיו של יגאל, שוחח בעגל הפתוח בגלי צה"ל עם אילנה חודרה, אשתו של יצחק, מושתל הכליה של יגאל. 
אנחנו מלאים התרגשות, אני אומרת למזלי, אבל לצערו של אפי ששקל את אחיו בלינץ' זוועתי, אבל אני גם נורא מתרגשת ואני רוצה להגיד לכם תודה. שמחנו באמת לעזור לאילנה או לכל מי שזה היה, אפילו מישהו אחר, כן, העיקר שבזכותו, בזכות המוות שלו, לפחות נדע שיש כמה אנשים שבזכותם הוא חי. לידיעת נושא הרכבת בשל שרפה בקרבת המסילה, נסגר זמנית הקטע בין תחנות תל אביב ולוד. באזור חלים שינויים ועיכובים בתנועת הרכבות, בתחנות לוד, גני אביב וכפר חב"ד נסגרו זמנית. מכאן למזג האוויר, עלייה בטמפרטורות, בעיקר בערים ובפנים הארץ, והן תהיינה גבוהות מהרגיל לעונה. לפני סיום עדכון, באשדוד אין נפילות, בעקבות המטח שנורה לפני כמה דקות אין נפילות באשדוד. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Sam Schmill Ramirez on the bass. Of Robbie Weisberger on the keyboards. Mike Cohen on the saxophone. I forget anybody. Oh yeah, my name's Alfred Rosenblum, ladies and gentlemen. It has been really real. Nachum, thank you. Miriam, thank you. Joey. This is for Gracie. You brought me up when I was down. Oh, yes, you did. important to know that no matter where you ended up for now, Rabbi Nachman says, no matter what condition you're in, there's always a way back home. So, but it's up to you, because you got to take another chance. You can't be afraid. Take that extra chance. Come on. You can do it. You know why? Because we all get another chance. Lifetime.
J.M. and the A.M. Ah, combination of uh, of um, Ari Hill and Ellie Marcus together. Oh, that medley off of what we call Project X here at J.M. and the A.M. Pretty warm in here, I'll tell you. The temperature outside is supposed to get to 87 degrees today, which is hard to believe, frankly. Um, really hard to believe. Um, right now we're at 83 in Jerusalem, 87 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Mazal Tov to Miriam Saflis and David Yaakov Toiv. Their wedding takes place tonight in Brooklyn, New York. A special Mazal Tov to Mr. and Mrs. Yitzchak Saflis and everybody at Bottom Line Marketing Group and uh, Rabbi and Mrs. Maisha Toiv from all of us here at JM in the AM. That simple is happening this evening. Uh, before the uh, Project X election, you heard Avram Rosenblum and the Diasperados with that incredible version of Hafachta that was done for us back on uh, on Lagba Omer, you may recall. Welcome to an Isru Chag, at least Isru Chag here in the Diaspora, as we, uh, I hope, enjoyed a wonderful holiday of Shavuos, I hope. Please keep in mind Chana Batfega for Rafur Shlema. Again, please keep in mind Chana Batfega for Rafur Shlema. We're being told that people are uh, davening around the clock for her. And we certainly hope that brings a uh, Rafur Shlema. Chana Batfega, and your help with that is greatly appreciated. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Chazal teach us, What a person says and expounds on, it really is not substantial. The maisa, the action, is what is substantial. When a person does a maisa in this world, even the smallest, most minor act can have great impact on the entire world. Chana was zochet to see a son that was considered equal to Moshe and Aaron. As it says in Tillam, Moshe and Aaron in Shmuel was called by his name. The reason that Chana wanted a child was in order to add holiness into this world. She dedicated him to Hashem even before he was born. When Shmuel was three years old, she took him to the Beis Hashem. We learn, that Chana sewed a coat for Shmuel. It's surprising that the Torah brings this out. Every mother, every father, wants their child to have a good garment for the winter. But this wasn't just any garment. It was one that Chana personally sewed. She put her neshama into it until that me'il turned into something that was ruchnius. It was spiritual. 
And since something that is spiritual cannot be worn out, it can't rot, the me'il, the coat grew with Shmuel all the days of his life. In fact, he took it with him after 120 years to the grave. And in the future, he will wear it at the resurrection of the dead. The value of a seemingly insignificant act can have major impact on this world. Hashem wanted to have a leader for Klal Yisrael. How did Hashem choose Moshe Rabbeinu? Hashem needed a leader for Klal Yisrael. He was a shepherd, and one of the flock was running away. Moshe Rabbeinu ran after the animal, saw it drinking from the brook, and he said, If I had known that you were thirsty, I would have carried you on my shoulders. Hashem said, If this Moshe Rabbeinu has such compassion on the behemoths, on the cattle, he is someone that can have compassion and lead B'nai Yisroel. Let us all do whatever we can, even if we think it is small, it's minor, it may have an impact on the entire world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Sample. Let's go, sir. 
pretty amazing how the audience just sings a song for them, huh? Ishai Rebo and Shuli Ron together with Ayeka here at JM in the AM. What a live moment that is. Wednesday morning, it's Isru Chag. Hello, hello. Hope everyone had a wonderful and inspiring Yontif. We uh, continue to pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel as the situation there has uh, not changed much over the last few days. We pray that the IDF and the IAF will deter and destroy the enemy, certainly the enemy that's trying to destroy our brothers and sisters, as we keep a keen eye on what's happening in the Holy Land on this Isru Chag in the diaspora here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast, the annual NCSY Gala is a unique evening showcasing decades of impact. And this year, it's happening on the 9th of June. Uh, there are many distinguished honorees. And those of you who'd like to be in touch with NCSY and be part of this event, you can email gala at uh, ncsy.org. Or you can uh, dial 212-613-8110. 212-613-8110. The Nahum Siegel Network is actually being recognized that night. I want to thank NCSY for the Distinguished Service Award that's being presented to us. It's much appreciated. And as we said, there are many honorees for the NCSY Gala, which is being done in conjunction with the 25th Annual Ben Zakai Honor Society Scholarship Reception. Uh, which has its own set of honorees as well. So it's one big event happening on the 9th of June, and the guests of honor of this amazing event are with us live via telephone. Avi and Becky Katz have been chosen as guests of honor, and they will be um, recognized that evening, along with, like I said, a very impressive list of honorees who will be a part of the NCSY Gala. Avi and Becky, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning. Good morning. Everyone seems to have an NCSY story, and certainly to get to the point where you're being recognized on June 9th um, uh, for all your accomplishments and your involvement. What is your NCSY story? Who, Which of you could tell us how the Katzes uh, have a history with NCSY? Uh, this one really started, uh, I give Becky, uh, all the credit. Uh, I think when we were kids, we probably had different experiences with, uh, NCSY events, uh, group in Brooklyn, Becky in, in, in Woodmere, but, uh, it was literally a little less than 10 years ago where, uh, Becky through her, her communal contacts, uh, came in, uh, in touch with, uh, Rabbi Steve Berg, uh, who I'm sure you know is, uh, you know, very involved in NCSY for, for a couple of decades and, uh, we had the opportunity. They kind of asked, "Hey, would you be interested in hosting a, uh, a Shabbaton and hosting uh, an event in your house for over 100 visiting teenagers from uh, from Central East uh, part of the United States?" And mm-hmm. Becky, as her style, certainly said yes. And uh, I think that was really for us uh, and our family and physically our home because it was quite an intense event, uh, a kickoff of uh, kind of a renewed connection with uh, with NCSY at that time. Becky, anything you want to add to that? Um, it was just amazing seeing the kids so excited and so um, involved. I, the house literally shook. And I think also for my children, it was a unique experience to see the excitement and what, you know, a, a Shabbaton feeling could be. And then they continued to join us on 
sabatones and experiences, which has really been a nice family opportunity to experience together. Avi and Becky Katz are with us. They're guests of honor June 9th, the big NCSY event. A real coming out party for NCSY after the uh, long COVID period. We get an opportunity to celebrate together. And obviously those of you who want to celebrate via Zoom, that option is open as well. Um, all of us, certainly the people on this call and so many tuned in right now are concerned about the Jewish future, are always concerned about the next generation, their involvement with the Jewish world, uh, no matter what their background might be. Um, I think it's a no brainer for people like us in terms of why NCSY is so important to the community. Those who may not be as familiar, Avi, what can you tell us about supporting NCSY? So I think one, like two contrasting things. One, on, on terms of the, on the macro, in terms of the big picture, I think people couldn't understand that NCSY is, is literally the dominant platform in terms of engaging with Jewish teens, really of all backgrounds, literally to, to the farthest extent across the U.S. and Canada. It's, it's, uh, it's got clubs in over 300 public schools. It's in every yeshiva high school. It's each year is engaging nearly 30,000 Jewish teens across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and the programming is throughout the year. And so, uh, the, you know, the, probably the, the, the hallmark of that is the NCSY summer programs. And this summer, uh, over 2,000 uh, Jewish teens involved, uh, almost all of them going to Israel. So it's, it's really on, on the, and the big picture. It's probably, I think, the preeminent platform in terms of engagement with Jewish teens. But at the same time, uh, on the micro level, it's, it's really about the personal individual stories. And I think that's always, to me, the, uh, the amazing feature about involvement and, and supporting NCSY is that you have the opportunity to really impact the big picture, but know and, and be able to engage. I think Becky reflected on just seeing enthusiasm and, and the individual stories. And I think we've just been struck over the years at the real mysterious nefesh of not only the staff engagement, but also the Jewish teens and the stories that we've come in contact with over, over many years. Yeah. Um, Becky, how about you? Why would you recommend to people they get involved and support the work that NCSY is doing? I think there's this like twofold impact. First, it's really affecting and bringing closer the non-religious teens across the country, and the second is seeing the the Orthodox community the. The, you know, the 20-year-old, the staff members, they get so involved, and it allows them to share their love of Judaism. And I think each um, Orthodox person has their opportunity to really focus and grow in their own way. So you have teens um, and, you know, young, young I guess, um, adolescents of all ages growing and connecting and improving their own Judaism and the inspiration, like they, they work off of each other, they feed off of each other, and it's an electrical opportunity to be part of any NCSY experience. Hey, you both said it very well. Everybody out there, you're encouraged to support NCSY, and this event is really a uh, unique evening, uh, which will be showcasing the decades of impact, as it says here, really decades of impact at this point. Talk about a proven commodity. NCSY is a proven commodity, and we are encouraging everybody. And again, it's an honor for us to be involved in this year's event. We're encouraging everybody to give and give generously. You can go to the website, ncsy.org slash gala, ncsy.org slash gala, 
or dial 212-613-8110. You know, one one of the things that I've observed, and I'm sure both of you agree, um, everything you just described really can only happen and can only happen efficiently and well uh, with a very talented staff. And I would assume one of the reasons you continue to be involved after your initial contact with NCSY uh, in this era uh, has been the incredible talent that you've seen. I mean, one of the things that they've done is really surrounded themselves um, with phenomenal advisors, people who seem to really know how to reach the youth of today, which is not an easy task. Uh, Avi, could you give us a comment about that, about the talent that NCSY has been able to recruit over the years? Sure. It's, uh, I was fortunate uh, for for six years to serve as uh, chairman of, of NCSY, and so in that capacity had uh, a lot of meaningful engagements with uh, the, you know, the leadership from Rabbi Greenland uh, and his uh, amazing executive staff, but down into the ranks uh, and, and into people really throughout, like I said, in the U.S. and Canada. So it, when we say, you know, the, the leadership, it's a real deep bench. It's uh, over 200 professionals. Uh, when you add the advisors and staff, you're talking about well over 500 individuals. So it's really incredible to see the, the depth and breadth of, of the team. And I think nothing in my mind really personifies it. And you can't, you certainly don't want to plan for these types of things. But when you see it happen, it's, uh, you know, really just sort of validates exactly this this point, is how the staff was able to manage through and continues to manage through what's been going on with the COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an organization, if you think about it, it's all about the personal interaction engagement, uh, you know, getting in front. We talk about the Ruach being in a room and the energy. And now you can't do any of that. And so, and I'm sure like many organizations trying to figure out how do you sustain uh, and maintain something through something, uh, through a virtual experience and the like. And I would only, you know, again, not, it, it's, it would take me a you know, full hour plus to go through all the different, you know, aspects of it. But suffice to say, it was incredible to see the Masiris Nefesh for the staff, how much they were able to pivot almost literally overnight in a way that can maintain and sustain those engagements and, uh, and interactions with teens that was able not only, I think, to uh, keep things kind of, keep that momentum building uh, through COVID, but now as hopefully we emerge uh, even stronger from that, uh, even to put us to even greater heights. And so, again, it's, it's uh, not only speaks volume about the senior and leadership, but the individual people just really across the country, the young men and women who, who make NCSY as special as it is. Yeah, I'm laughing because we spoke to one of the directors last week, and it was, sort of, it was sort of like, yeah, we're very creative, and COVID gave us an opportunity to be even more creative. You know, I, I would have yeah. I, I panicked that the pandemic would not allow us to do anything, or I wouldn't think of you know, any program I'd be able to run. And they're going ahead and adjusting to the situation and thinking of ways to really reach the teens, even if it's through the uh, unique pandemic situation uh becky how about a final plea why is it important for people to be involved in the june 9th event uh and why should they support the great work of ncsy um like you said there's this track record for so many decades of yeah people true. coming closer to judaism like when, when you have you know your own personal friends who are now in their 40s recalling their NCSY experience and how they became religious because of NCSY. And there's just stories like that that you're hearing now from, you know, 17-year-olds as they're just starting the process. And you see the 40-year-olds, you know, true full-fledged Orthodox families. There's just so much hope that NCSY provides for the Jewish people. 
hundred percent. That really says it all. Uh, even back then, they were already well established and uh, and doing things in a professional manner and a really effective manner. Uh, everyone's encouraged. I mean, you could listen to the Katzes, who certainly have made the case why you should all be supporters of uh, NCSY. You could certainly listen to us. Uh, we believe that it's one of the best causes out there and certainly an important cause for the future of the Jewish people. And June 9th, we have an opportunity at Marina Del Rey to actually gather together and have an NCSY gala. Those of you who are more inclined to participate from home, that whole Zoom option is open. They're doing a really, really good job at balancing the way this dinner, the way this gala is going to work. Uh, so you can honor Avi and Becky Katz, Bernie Marcus, Mike Levin, uh, the Ben Zakai uh, Society is honoring the legacy of Ari Khan. As I said, the Nahum Siegel Network has the distinction of receiving the Distinguished Service Award that night, which we are very, very grateful for. And certainly, um, uh, whether you're there at the dinner or not, make a contribution and be part of what is a real proven commodity. And that is NCSY. Uh, they continue their mission. They continue their mission well. Uh, you can uh, go to the website, ncsy.org slash gala or gala, ncsy.org slash gala, or you could dial 212-613-8110 for information and to speak to, with somebody about uh, the dinner event. Avi and Becky, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Mazal tov to you, and we look forward to seeing you on June 9th, please, God. Yes, that would be great. It'll Thank be you, and mazal tov to you and, and, the, uh, and everything your whole team. Appreciate that very much. I think the last time we saw the Katzes may have been actually at Yom NCSY two years ago. Is that possible? I think that may be the case. Unless we saw them, yeah, because if we would have seen them before the summer at the NCSY Shabbaton, that would have been before Yom NCSY. I believe they joined us. Wow, that would be the summer of 2019. Doesn't that seem like 100 years ago? Anyway, we will please God reunite with the Katzes uh, June the 9th, and you could do the same thing. Uh, go to the uh, ncsy.org slash gala, ncsy.org slash gala. I try to tell my kids that you can pronounce that word either way, but I don't know. They don't believe me, I don't think. Uh, or, you can, or you can call 212-613-8110, get your reservations in. But by the way, at the website, you have a way to literally um, uh, decide if you're coming or just participating from home and... Uh, they have a whole bunch of different uh, uh, contribution levels, and uh, you can make your donation in honor of whichever honoree you wish. So the Katzes are there on the first line, and there's a whole bunch of options after them as well. So check it out, ncsy.org slash gala. Wednesday morning broadcast, sunshine today with a high of 87. Could you imagine? Frankly, that is hard to believe. We've actually gotten into the... Uh, into the real heart of um, of the warm weather. How long will it last? I have no idea. <laughs> More coming up. You're listening to JM and the AM on a Wednesday morning here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Er is doch der Meile, wenn sie schwer, darf man glauben, wenn sie's geht, aber der Leuben, wo wir niemals kein Jenny, 
Avremo, it's Avram Freed. Album is called Project Relax. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog sausage and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954. Available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. And don't forget, you'll be able to find your A&H hot dogs in Trader Joe's beginning Memorial Day weekend. How cool is that? So keep that in mind, and a big uh, shout-out to our friends at A&H. Bet you there are a lot of people out there who had some uh, delicious meals that included A&H over Yontif, no doubt. It's Wednesday, and this is America's one and only Jewish 
moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, Vi Al Kulam. O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, Vi Al Kulam.
There's no secret I'm protecting. Teach me love. Teach me love. In your wisdom, you'll detect it. Teach me to learn. Teach me to learn. You say darkness has its reasons, and it helps shape the light. Nicole Lumdai. Nicole Lumdai. J.M. in the A.M. Mikomal Amdai, that's uh, Avram Rosenblum and uh, Diaspora. Simcha Liner had eight Chaim. You heard Ayi Kunstler in there with Salam. Remember when he created that uh, version of Salam for us? Back in December for the Dubai trip? Pretty amazing. By the way, as we're about to um, introduce Professor Mayor Pikus from Turo, I do want to remind everybody... And this is important for students out there and their parents to keep in mind that there are plenty of Turo programs uh, during the summer session. There's a June to mid-July summer session. There's a mid-July to mid-August summer session. You have an amazing opportunity um, at Turo undergrad to, and, and no doubt other courses as well uh, to take advantage of the summer months and to, um, and to fill and to... Um, uh, fulfill, I should say, requirements and courses uh, during the summer. Go to Turo.edu for information, Turo.edu for information. Professor Mayor Pikus is with us, chairman of the business department at Turo. Uh, it's one of the departments we really haven't focused on over the last few months. 
And we get a chance this morning here at JM and the AM. Professor Pikus, welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm surprised you haven't uh, been doing with business. Uh, you should be aware that even during the pandemic, there were more business-related jobs created than healthcare jobs. Oh, I don't doubt that. And uh, but you know, for whatever reasons, uh, for, for whatever obvious reasons there are, it seems healthcare has been one of the places that we've really focused on. We haven't focused much on the. Uh, on the business uh, department, if you will, but now is finally our opportunity. How about an overall view, Professor Pike? Is how has the business world changed during this fifteen-month pandemic? Well, you know, it's, we're trying to look forward, and it's always hard to predict what's going to be in the future. As a matter of fact, we know with COVID, the only thing we can predict is that tomorrow there's going to be some other change. <laughs> but uh, clearly, uh, there are changes. Uh, there's going to be more remote work. Uh, even though businesses are actually calling their workers back in, I'm hearing from many people that uh, they're being called into their offices, but it's not going to be the usual five-day-a-week uh, uh, grind that it used to be. Many businesses will permit their workers to do some remote work. Some businesses want to cut down on their use of office space, That asking workers to share office space. So th- that's going to be a change. And many workers actually don't mind not having to do the commute. Uh, myself, uh, I come from New Jersey, fighting the Lincoln Tunnel is not one of the favorite parts of the day. But uh, clearly that's, that's uh, going to happen. If we, uh, if we look at the numbers, right, if we do it just from a, a quantity standpoint, I mean, a company that's used to having, you know, 300 people in the building, some of them, you know, have 10 or 15 people in the building right now. So I'm assuming we'll end up somewhere in between. We'll end up somewhere between 100 and 200 that'll be actively involved in the, in the, in the regular uh, daily grind in a typical office setting? That's what it sounds like. And it may not be the same 200 every day. Right. But uh, that, that's what it seems to uh, be pointing towards. And people feel, actually, that they're being more productive, not having to spend all that time on the road, that they're actually, when they're home, they're, they're actually you know, starting work right away and, and not yeah. having to uh, spend all that time. Yet, yet they understand the value of the office atmosphere. I guess the hybrid may end up being the most productive method of them all. Yeah. And uh, actually, at Turo, we're uh, in- incorporating all that even into our classes. Uh, we're offering... Uh, of course, in-person classes, which our students enjoy very much. Right. But we're also offering Zoom courses and totally asynchronous online courses and combinations thereof. And actually, we're reaching out to people who are not even in this country. I mean, I have a student uh, Zooming into one of my courses who's in Chile, uh, and uh, she's, of course, finish, finishing up the summer season there. Right. And uh, we have people from Eritrea Israel Zooming in all the time. So, yeah, th- this is going to be not just in business but in education as well. Professor Mayor Pikes is with us. He chairs the business department at Turo. All right, uh, you mentioned that it's a um, it's a department worth concentrating on at this time. What is available out there? What are the growth areas in the area of business that people need to be aware of? Okay, so to be honest with you, actually the, the biggest growth sector at this point is the tech sector, which of course is related to business. Uh, a lot of work available in software development, for engineers, cybersecurity, but next. Uh, uh, Area that's of growth is going to be is the business area. Uh, financial services is heavily in demand, and that was actually heavily in demand even before the pandemic. Mm. As you know, uh, we have an aging country. Baby boomers are getting older. Many of them have been very successful financially, but not yet sure how to handle their wealth. So there's a lot of wealth advisement uh, work out there. Um, you know, the stock market has been booming, and a lot of uh, and work for analysts out there as well. 
uh, real estate's doing well, and accounting is a really great field as well. And I've got to point out to you that um, this past year, or the last year that the statistics are out, that Turo actually placed number two in New York State in the CPA past results. Mm-hmm. Only Cornell University was ahead of us. and We're very proud of our students, of course, and our faculty. Uh, and I have to give a shout-out to two of our my associate members of the accounting faculty, Professor Shammai Bienestock, Professor Devar Erla, who've been very instrumental in helping shape that department as well. And obviously everything you just mentioned, there is a course of study in Turo for it. Whether it is real estate, whether it's financial planning, whether it's accounting, it's all everything's available under your umbrella. Yeah, we, we have a very extensive program. As a matter of fact, I always tell students, you know, who say they want to major in business but they're not sure what they want to major in. There's no problem because the basic core business courses are all the same for all the majors. So basically you get to take a sampling of accounting and economics and marketing and management and finance and then you yourself can decide, you know, what interests you. You know, an educated consumer is, is the best consumer, to paraphrase uh, Mr. Cy Sims. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, in fact, many students who come in thinking, oh, they're going to become an accounting major because their uncle and cousin and father-in-law are accountants, and then they take a finance course, they fall in love with it, and end up majoring in finance or vice versa. So there's really a lot of choice out there, and it's done really with, uh, you know, full information. And how happy are those who, during the downturn, took the real estate course and now are enjoying, you know, have all the experience they've gotten in a very active market, as you just described? Oh, yeah. I mean, the real estate market, as you know, is very, very hot. Yeah. And uh, actually, Turo also offers, uh, it's not part of our department, it's part of the graduate school program, a five-course certification program in real estate, which is becoming very popular and as we well. Sh- and we should mention, by the way, when it comes to that and the road to the MBA, all of it is Shomer Shabbos, all of it is convenient and, and, and with our uh, community in mind, and obviously that's really important. That's right. And many of our teachers are B'nai Torah, and they all know where our students are coming from. And they're involved with them personally. Uh, not unusual for students, to, for professors to be at students' weddings, to be at their other simchas, and even sometimes, unfortunately, when tragedy hits, to be with them at that time as well. Uh, so we're really uh, involved with our students. I, I will tell you, for example, that I teach a course, uh, actually tonight, I'll end about 10.30 tonight, and it's unu- not unusual for me to be on the Zoom with my students till close to 11 o'clock just to you know, find out what's going on and to address any concerns they have. Well, that is dedication. Professor Mayor Pikes is with us, chairs the business department at Turo. All right, you mentioned the uh, the the um, uh, getting involved, so to speak, or you know, taking the um, uh, the relationship seriously in terms of uh, instructor and student. With that in mind, um, I would think that uh, faculty takes a great interest in preparing students for their professional exams. Maybe even I might suggest being there for them when it's time to enter the workforce and helping them in that area? Is that something that Turo can do? Yes. Uh, we have a, a career services department, which actually starts with preparing students for the interview process, how to prepare resumes. You know, students have to realize that they can't just, you know, graduate and walk into a job. It's, it's a process, and they're helped along. And I, I will tell you, what, one of the greatest points of knockoffs that I've had personally was, um, you know, periodically I'll have jobs across my desk, and I'll try to place my students in it. And what's happening now is I'm actually able to place students in jobs with former graduates of ours. So it's really a great network that we have in the Turo universe. And those who think that the business world or the finance world is too congested and it's hard to get work, you would say go for it because there's plenty available. Oh, yeah. There's 
at this point, there's certainly plenty available. Uh, our students have no problem finding jobs. Many of them have multiple offers. And a lot of them are working, uh, walking out of tour, actually, with extra certification. I always tell people, you know, I could say to you, tour is a great school. And they'll say, of course you'll say that because you work for them. <laughs> but I'll say, let's see what others are saying from us. So as I mentioned to you before, we placed number two in the CPA. That's right. a statistic. Uh, there's an exam that people are not familiar with so much called the CFA, Certified Financial Analyst. It's a three-part exam. It's a grueling exam. Each of them are six hours, almost a full day of testing. You can take the first part when you're still an undergrad, uh, and the exam is given worldwide. I have to tell you, uh, usually it's given, the first part is given in December because of the pandemic was pushed off to February. It's the only part you could take as an undergrad, and we had a group of students who took it. We had an 80% pass rate, Baruch Hashem, wow. that's, uh, compared to the 44% worldwide pass rate. There are 129,000 people who took this exam, only 44% pass rate, and our pass rate was 80%. Not only that, we actually had several students who were in the uh, 90th or above percentile, which means in the entire world, they're in the top 10%, which is, again, a great tribute to our students who are tremendously motivated and hardworking, and of course to our faculty for helping prepare them for this. And frankly, our community, because there's been an amazing lineage when it comes to this area of uh, academia. Uh, a lot of great people in the world of business who are, you know, handing this down to the next generation. It seems like the next generation is uh, taking the baton and really running with it. They sure are. And uh, actually, when we were in person, and we've done a bit of this on Zoom as well, we've had speakers come down, many of them who are tour graduates themselves and successful graduates, and they come down, and the students love it, and the, and the people come back, they love it as well. It's, it's really a great uh, point of information for our students and networking as well. Well, they may not be getting the attention that healthcare and other uh, industries are getting during COVID, but as you heard uh, Professor Pike say, uh, the business department at Turo is hopping with a lot of uh, uh, wonderful students and great programs and uh, in so many cases leading to wonderful employment uh, down the road. Professor Pike is the best way for both students and parents to get information about the business department at Turo. What would you say? So first, you can contact Turo at Turo.edu or uh, 212-252-7800. And, of course, they can contact me. Uh, my email is mayor, M-E-Y-E-R dot P-E-I-K-E-S. Remember, it's usually I before E, except you have to P for PICAS. <laughs> at Turo.edu. And uh, I, I want to mention also we have an accelerated accounting program where we get our students out with the 150 credits in, in potentially under two years. And wow. they're ready for the CPA. They become CPA ready at that point. And uh, if they want, they can contact Professor Shamai Bienenstock, and he's uh, uh, the head of the accelerated program. It's really for students who are a bit more gifted. But even our regular CPA track, where you could do it a little longer period of time, and um, our, our students are very successful in that as well. Uh, so that's something also to consider. We love, as I tell our students, we love our students, but we'd like to get them out as quickly as we can and get them into the workforce, which they're really motivated to enter. Whether it's accelerated with a capital A or a small A, can I assume in both cases they need to dedicate some summertime to those uh, courses as well? Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is, uh, and we do, as you said, as you mentioned before, we do run a double summer session. Right. Uh, I will also mention that we're very sensitive to the community. We run a post-Pesach uh, session. We're right. running it right now, as a matter of fact, for students.
students who come back from Eretz Yisrael and for whatever reason are not returning. And it's like typical downtime because what do you do from mm-hmm. March or April till, right. till July? Especially this and year. It's a big stretch of time this year. That's right. Yeah. So here there was an opportunity for them to pick up six credits, right. and then you can pick up another six credits in the first summer session and another six in the second. So by the time Labor Day rolls around, you've got 18 credits. You're, yeah. you're well on your way. And plus, of course, we give credit for sp- time spent in yeshiva or seminary. Uh, we really try to help our students through the process without sacrificing quality. We teach them how to write. We give them the computer skills. We give them, of course, the business skills they need and they're ready to go. Yeah, look, we're, we're anxious for the young people in our community to get out there, build their family, etc. And if they, within reason, if they're able to do the uh, academia uh, in, a, uh, in a quicker amount of time, obviously it helps. Uh, right. And it sounds like you're doing it in a very, very responsible way. Uh, business Department at Turo, go to Turo.edu. Uh, Professor Mayor Pikus chairs the department. He's more than happy to speak to anybody, student or parent, who wants to explore uh, his department more at Turo. Uh, I thank you very much for joining us and continued success at Turo. Thank you very much, Nahum. Professor Mayor Pikus, business department at Turo has a lot to be proud of, a lot to be proud of. And we haven't really concentrated on the uh, business aspect of their academics over the last few months. Today was a golden opportunity. Uh, check it out. The uh, accelerated program, the post-Pesach, the, well, post-Pesach obviously has started already, uh, but the accelerated program, the summer sessions, I mean, these are opportunities to really Get a lot of stuff done and a lot of courses under your belt. Um, and for a lot of students, that's really important, both men and women. A lot of students, it's really important to them to get a good. A lot of people don't want to do it quickly. That's fine. But a lot of people want to do certain things quickly, especially if they're able to do it and it fits into their schedule. So uh, check it out. Go to Turo.edu. And uh, all those business degrees are certainly within reach. And I thank Professor Pikus. The more students and parents who hear about these programs from Turo, uh, the more interest they're taking in what Turo has to offer. Wednesday morning broadcast, Isru Chag in the diaspora. How do you like that? Rabbi Spiro is scheduled to join us. He's got a brand new book. I read it over Yuntif, and frankly, it was a for me, it was a life changer, and I'll explain all of that uh, a little later on when he joins us, please God, in the uh, final half hour uh, coming up right here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
To me, why do we run? Why do we flee? Let's leave this land when it's good for we. So round your tambourine and sing songs of praises to the king. We we'll split the waters as you pass them by. So grab your tambourine and sing songs of praises to the king. We we'll split the waters as you pass them by. Oh, you'll see the ones with
JM in the AM. Aryeh Kunstler and Moda Ani. Yonatan Sheinfeld had Im Tachane. You heard Shira done by Rogers Park. Wednesday morning on this Isru Chag in the diaspora here at JM in the AM. How did I spend my yuntif? I spend my yuntif with Rabbi Yechiel Spiro. Uh, over Shvuas, I read the brand new Yoshev Beseser, the book entitled The Prayer of Protection, the soul and stories of Yoshev Beseser, written by Rabbi Yechiel Spiro. It's an art scroll book. Go to artscroll.com. Always use promo code radio, and you use promo code radio at artscroll.com for anything. You'll get a nice discount and free shipping. Simple as that. Rabbi Achiel Spiro is, of course, a best-selling author, tells amazing stories. You may recall that just in the last few months, he released a book entitled To Light a Spark, subtitled Nothing Inspires Like a Great Story. And on the heels of that one and, um, I don't know, 25, 30 other books, he has just released The Prayer of Protection, which again enhanced my holiday of Shavuos like uh, like crazy, just uh, amazing. Uh, all about Yoshev Beseser, Rabbi Yechiel Spiro, an honor to welcome you to JM in the AM. An honor to be here. Wow, that's humbling. It made my yuntif. It made my yuntif. And I'll tell you the lessons I learned from you. First of all, one of the most important lessons I learned is we, it's really a good idea to find out what we're saying in Davidic. It's a good idea to actually take Bayor Tefillah seriously. Uh, Because if one knows what they're saying, boy, does Tefillah get enhanced. And I don't have to tell you, this Perik of Tehillim, Yoshev Beseser, if one knows the words and understands what they're saying, it could be a life changer. Oh, it's it's a game changer. And if you think about how often we say it, like it comes up in every moment. Of Jewish life, it's so um, true. Shabbos took it to Zimra, yep. Matzah Shabbos, yep. um, by you, and and throughout Jewish history, there are many people that recite it by Hadlaka uh, Sner um, Hanukkah when you light the Shabbos uh, the Hanukkah candle, right? Because the Chashmonim themselves said it, right? And the first like person, Rabbein who brought down the Torah, he said it to protect it from the Malachim. I, I, it's just I, endless. It's I was just, I was just going to say the first person that we assume said it was Moshe Rabbeinu, right? We assume that he was the yes, first yes, to say it. Yes, and, yes, and that's why it's called the Sheer Shel Pigoim protects you from the uh, just protects you from anything that's going to come your way. Little children should incorporate it into their Kriya Shema every night because it is part of Kriya Shema every right. night. And I'm not going to ask who says all of Kriya Shema every night, right. but it's in there. It's yep. in there. It's in there, and it's in a, in a prominent place. And if you say it slowly and with great uh, and with great concentration, again, uh, I, I call it a life changer. Just uh, amazing. The pa- prayer of protection, everybody. The soul and stories of Yosef Beseser. By the way, I mean, I'm reading the book. You have amazing stories. I mean, the, 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 look. The bottom line is, you know, a friend of mine used to say. Go through life and leave the driving to Greyhound, meaning Kaviyachel, <laughs> meaning that you know you right. go through life, you do you do the best you can, and certainly you know you do the best you can within the parameters of halacha and religious life, uh, and then you know you you, you let, let let God you know let God drive the bus so to speak because uh, you know He knows exactly what direction to take you in, etc. And it, it is so difficult to literally hand over your fate to anybody. 
and sometimes, you know, even HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but you describe so many stories, stories from, you know, very serious life and death situations to, you know, to, to, to those that may not be life and death, but really, you know, serious situations where people made a commitment based on this parak of Tehillim simply to give their fate to the one above. And yeah. as you do point out, I want to be fair here because people will read this book and say, wait a second, you know, do we always get the answer we want? Like if all we have to do is put our faith in Hashem? No, we know we don't always get the answer we want. But the answer is that we, we, we have full confidence that if we if we pray to him and say this parak properly, then he'll be doing for us what is best for us, whether we see it or not. So that's no, my- it sounds like you are drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, 100%. And that's- well, I was and, and, I was getting frustrated. I was three quarters of the way through, and I said, "Wait a second, he's not addressing when people aren't getting what they want if they're Yoshe Beseis or Yidin." And then, of course, you 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 take time at the end to address just that, and that I think yeah. val- validates a whole part of it. That yeah, you know, you you have to give every you have to give it all over to Hashem, and you just have to you know, and you and you hope that the outcome you think is best is in fact the one that's best. That's my review. Right. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's, that's a phenomenal review, and you can review all of my books if you'd like. And I'll, I'll put it on the back there somewhere because that's no small compliment, and I'll frame that. No, Thank I, you. I appreciate uh, that. I have to tell you one thing. Sure. Let me just tell you one thing. I, I, I mean, of course, I believe in everything I've written, and I, and I believe that it will be inspire everybody. Sure. But maybe this book more than any other – if you can buy into Bitochen, and you have to buy into Bitochen to having faith, then it just will make your life that much easier. Today, we, every time we turn around, we feel like we've been punched in the gut. Right. And right. to try to figure out the ways of Hashem is impossible. Right. So, if, if, you know, it's hard to live with Bitochen, but to live without it is literally impossible. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the story about the man who's desperate to pay a certain sum of money, and if he and if not, he uh, it was a, an inn owner, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And if he doesn't pay that money, then uh, he goes to jail. You know, the whole thing, and he's walking to right. he's walking toward the person or toward the home of the person that he needs to pay the money to. Does not have the money, and sure enough, right. because he has such great such great beta. And I, by the way, I've seen this happen to friends of mine. I'm not kidding. I've seen it happen where they've walked into business deals. Not having the money required, and by and a half hour later, by the time the meeting ends, it's all in place. I've seen it actually happen. So I, you know, this is not, these are not just stories of yesteryear. The <laughs> stories of faith happen right. today as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, I, well, I think one of the great things about Bitochen is you don't have to be a tzaddik to have Bitochen, and it can work. Right. It's it's just like gravity works. Bitochen works. Right. It's part of life. So you know, one of the things, even though some people don't like. Um, I don't like when I quote from, from a story that happened in non-Jewish life, but there's a story I, I have that happened from non-Jewish life that has really struck a chord by a lot of people because it's it, it's almost impossible to believe. But you can Google the story. Um, the story is a documented story about about a general widow seed from the British Army. Did you read that story? Yeah, of course I read it, and I was happy. He's on the by the way. First of all, he's from the ninety-first brigade, right? Because Captain because ninety-one, because Yosef Beseiser is, is Sadi Aleph, and I was thrilled right. that you brought in. You know, so, I mean, you and you made it clear. You made it clear that it's a different level of 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 um of faith or a different you know type of faith. But I was glad that you brought right. that in and showed that any human being can be you know can can utilize right. this. 
Right. Well, let's quickly just tell sure. over the story to the readers because sure. they don't know. And the story is that that even though the that he was fighting together with his troops in a in a area where the fatality rate was eighty to ninety percent, they recited the ninety first chapter every single morning, right. and there was not one soldier that died. It, it's mind boggling. Yeah. Very special. You know. You... Yeah. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm still like uh, I'm I'm still completely uh, absorbed in the book. I haven't moved on. You know. I'm telling you the the, and this is not to minimize the stories. The stories are great, and obviously it was gripping for me. I completed the entire thing, but just the fact that you explain and and there are a lot of tough words in Yoshev Besaser. There are a lot of tough references. The snake and the lion. Like you know, there's difficult right. difficult references. It's not just, you know, it's not like um I'm trying to think like, you know, Sharbi Tachon, where essentially we're saying right. to Hashem, I'm putting you know, I know that, you know, everything you do is good and we're I'm putting my entire faith in you. It's it's like it's esoteric some of the material in Yoshev Besaser. It has to be explained mm-hmm. and understood. Uh, but it's really remarkable, and again, it reminds me that that anybody out there who's putting out svarim, who's putting out books that explain tefillah, I mean the uh, you know, and line by line. That's another thing I liked. It's not like you just had the translation and basically you know said to us you're on your own. But line by line, you go in depth mm-hmm. <laughs> into everything, right. and it started. I started thinking of of other you know things that we say where I would appreciate uh, you know that type of approach, frankly. Or Yechiel Spiro's with us. The book is called The Prayer. Of protection, the soul and stories of Yoshev Besaser, a tefillah or a parak of Tehillim that, based on my age, I'd have to estimate. Oh, I, I can't even estimate. Who knows how many thousands of times I've said it, and now I'm going to be saying it yeah. completely differently, which is amazing. And you go to Leviah. Go yeah. to Leviah. Now I get the it. Now chapter. I get it. Why we say that as we escort the dead person? Now I get it. Right. 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 As but opposed to, and again, I'm not making light, but as opposed to. So many who might remember most of the words or some of the words, and here right. you are escorting the person on his last last goodbye, and yeah. now you can you can actually uh, think, oh wow, wow, may I, you know may Hashem escort you? Can, can I tell you something? Sure. Um, I, I want to tell you something. You know, everybody had their Corona moment. Yep. Um, I want to tell you to me maybe what was the most uh, powerful moment by Corona, and it, it's actually a little. I got a call from Hatsala in central Jersey from one of the, the rabbinic authorities, and they, they gave me a little homework. And I, I, they said that there are so many people that are dying, and they don't have time to read them their last rites. And, and then the nurses feel terrible. The doctors want to do something for them. Could I make a recording <sighs> oh. saying goodbye to the people that we're leaving this world, and it's got to be one minute or less. Oh, my God. It, 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 it was really such a moment of tshuva for me. Very, very special. Um, and, and I did it. And, and the, the crux of what I said, I mean, I think I said an abridged version of a vidui, and I told them Hashem loves them. And I said, Hashem will be with you every moment. And that's Yoshe Besaser. That's Yoshe Besaser. Yeah, that was my own. You'll be enveloped. You'll you'll be enveloped by Hashem. You know, Kaviyach. Yeah, you'll be enveloped by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know what I wanted to. You know what I wanted to write, but I don't know if it can be put into words. But I guess I could say it on a on a on an interview. Yeah, (laughs) I, I said sometimes 
a person, no matter who you are and how tough and strong and secure, sometimes you just want to snuggle up with Hashem. Right. And what and what a comfort that is, by the way, for those that are left behind, knowing yeah. that the person is snuggling, as you say, with mm-hmm. the with the one above. By the way, we should mention that you you have a lot of you have a lot of good pandemic stories in this book. Obviously, you can imagine, like you just described, the end of life was unfortunately all too common, uh, you know, in our community a year ago. But um, but you also have pandemic stories not from this pandemic. You have stuff that mm-hmm. you, that, that you write from other eras of Jewish history. Where you know where where terrible things were being terrible health conditions were being spread around, and I thought that was an interesting twist that you know we're so focused yeah on, sure so focused on this pandemic, but Jews went through this for centuries. I mean, everybody went through it you know for centuries before. I thought that was an important and, and point. That, yeah, and Rabbi and Chassam right. said, make sure you have Yeshua B'seiser with you. Right. Uh, also, you know now we're, we're you know Israel is under attack, and all our brothers and sisters running for cover. And terrified and scared, yep. and and the Chazanis said in 1948 during the Israeli War of Independence, every Jew should have Yoshev B'seiter Shagur Al Piyam. It should be fluent on their lips. So those of our listeners that are listening and have relatives in Israel, tell your relatives, and we should also in their in their schus in their merit and and in their uh, you know to help protect them. Yoshev B'seiter, say the capital with your children. Yeah. And say it line by line, understanding every single word. It's really, uh, it's really something extra special. Uh, can't thank you enough for joining us, everybody out there. By Yechiel Spiro's brand new book is called "The Prayer of Protection: The Soul and Stories of Yosef Besaser." I'm proud that if you use promo code Radio at Artscroll.com, you get a nice discount on whatever it is you're buying, including the brand new book for a Spiro Plus. Uh, you get free shipping as well. So use promo code Radio and make sure to order. The Prayer of Protection. I don't know if it's nine horror or not. Can I ask you what number book this is? <laughs> you got to ask my mother. Only she oh, okay. knows. I figured as much. <laughs> because I, don't, I don't know why, why is it that that Jewish leaders have trouble with numbers. Why is it that, that we we hesitate <laughs> we hesitate to talk about the the number that we've collected of something? I wonder why that is. But anyway, the uh, truth. The truth. I and, and I'm not. A, and those that know me know I'm not a humble guy. I just sometimes you really just got to attribute it to Hashem. Right. And for me to count, it would be as if, like, I, it, it, it's really, I feel like Hashem's giving me a lot of siyat uh, deshmaya and, and assistance and strength, and hopefully I can just continue. By the way, according to our count, it's over 30, as I whisper that to you. Um, what are you I'll, tell what, my, I'll tell my mother. What are you working on now? Another storybook or what? What are you, what's the, what's the I'm, 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 I'm always working on a number of different things because first of all, when you're working on one thing, sometimes you just need a break and need to do something else also. Right. I'm working on, um, I'm working on a biography about Rabbi Shmilu Berkowitz, uh, uh, an absolutely incredible mechanic, a principal, um, a Rav who lived in Cleveland and then Passaic who was one of a kind. I want to tell you, can I tell you one story sure. about him? Yeah, please. Um, he, he was a Rav in Shul, and, um, and somebody walked by the Shul and says, you know, so, you know, sometimes people offer their opinions and you really never ask them for their opinions. <laughs> but this, one, really? person, but this word, one person says to him, I want to tell you why I don't daven in your Shul. You know, wow. not, I want to tell you, and I walked by your Shul and there was a child jumping on a car. And I thought to myself, what type of a shul is that? Such vildkeit, such wildness. 
And Rabbi Berkowitz looked him in the eye and he says, I want to tell you something. Do you know whose car he was jumping on? He says, no. He says, he was jumping on my car. And I want to tell you something. I was happy that he was jumping on my car. Do you know why I was happy he was jumping on my car? I'll tell you. Because one day he will outgrow jumping on the car. But he will always remember what fun it was being in shul. And he will always want to come back and be a part of shul. And they say that if you ask people in Passaic, all of the kids in his shul, when they get older and they become yeshiva bachim, they bedafka want to learn in his shul. Because they loved him, they loved his shul. And he always was just so loving and kind to them and uh, made them feel welcome. Yeah. And he welcomed all, everybody, into his heart. And that's, uh, yeah, it's a very special project so, we're working on. So those of us who believe that the key to synagogue is making sure Jewish children have a good time, we're not so far off. That's really what it's all about. Well, well you got to make them feel welcome. They right. can't, you know, right. run, right. run up and down. Understood. But, uh, Understood. If, if they can jump on the cars, that's okay. Watch, I'm going to get, by the way, <laughs> I'm going to get a phone call today and says, how dare you recommend that children jump on cars? Well, you know, are you going to be there? <laughs> I have a feeling you'll be able to deal with it. Uh, Mazel Tov on the book. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. It's great speaking to you. Thank you so much for your warm encouragement. I appreciate it. Rabbi Yechiel Spiro, The Prayer of Protection, The Soul and Stories of Yoshev Beseser. I am highly recommending it, to say the least. JM in the AM, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Much appreciated. Uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abels and Hyman, Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Don't forget our friends at Turo are offering summer courses. Uh, they go from mid-June to mid-July. Session 2 goes from mid-July to mid-August. Information, go to Turo.edu. Again, that's Turo.edu. Oh, and I spoke to, um, I didn't speak to, but I got a text last night from Ralph Rosenbaum. He says the uh, middle-of-the-night shift... Uh, for pizza distribution on Shavuos night at the Young Israel of East Brunswick went very well. Baruch Hashem. So I was worried, but uh, he was up and raring to go and distributing all the treats for those who were sitting and studying Torah, as I'm sure a lot of people around the world did, which is really, really nice. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters. Oh, we didn't do our Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov to Chana Miriam and Yehuda Rosen. On the birth of their little princess, Nechama Ita, this past Shabbos, Mazdav to the grandparents, Rabbi Yaakov and Shoshana Gifter of Staten Island, and Yehuda and Chani Rosen of Lakewood. Special Mazel Tovs to Elta Bubbies and Zadies, Grandma Roberta Eisenman of Pittsburgh, Rabbi Benjamin and Bubby Gifter, and Rabbi and Mrs. David Presser of Flatbush, and Bubby Shoshana Gifter of Lakewood. May Nechama Ita bring much nachas and joy to the Gantz Mishpacha and Klai Yisrael. And happy birthday to Ayala Schreiber of Bayswater, who turned... Five years old yesterday. Ayala, I love you to the moon and back, and I'm so proud of you. Can't wait to see you in a few weeks. And special birthday shout-out to the Kala, Shane D. Gifter of Staten Island. Finally legal. Mazdav on this milestone birthday. Take full advantage. I'm sure you already you already are. Sending tons of love, and, of course, can't wait to dance at your chasna with much love from Bubby, Florida. You know who she is, folks. We know her. 
as the listener, Sina. Achenu Yisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and Achim Siegel.com and the Achim Siegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Mazel Tov to Miriam Safwas and David Yaakov Toiv. The wedding is tonight. Mazel Tov, Mr. and Mrs. Yitzchak Safwas, Rabbi Mrs. Maisha Toiv. The wedding's tonight in Brooklyn. Miriam and David Yaakov, Mazel Tov to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow starting at uh, 6 a.m. Full Wednesday schedule, including Avrami with a live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time this morning. How do you like that? And plenty more all day long. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.